Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're listening from. Welcome to the Sprout Podcast. I'm your host, Shaked, and I'm so happy you decided to hit play on this episode. This week on the podcast, we are going back to our roots to talk about all things plant-based. Do you see what I did there? Roots, plants, sprouting. I know, I think I'm clever. You have permission to make fun of my terrible jokes. But seriously, I am so excited about today's episode with The Planted Project and its two amazing founders. The Planted Project is a woman-run sustainable living brand, which we will discuss in way more detail over the course of the episode. Pep's founders, Georgia and Jackie, are both so cool, and I am so grateful to them for being so kind and generous with their time coming in to chat with me. When I learned about The Planted Project, the first thing I did was, of course, super stock their website, and what I loved about it instantly is how inclusive their whole mission and their whole brand feels, which really, really spoke to me, and that was why I wanted to have them on. So in this episode, we dive deep into this idea of inclusivity in the vegan and plant-based space, and I just love how Georgia and Jackie welcome everyone to join their community. No matter if you're vegan, vegetarian, or what they call just plant curious, they have their arms wide open to you. And I think that's so beautiful and really refreshing to see two strong women whose approach to mindful eating is the farthest thing from the stereotypical militant vegan. Seriously, this episode will shatter all of your stereotypes that you might have had about vegans before this. Georgia and Jackie approach everything with compassion, and I so admire them for that. Over the course of the episode, they were both literally overflowing with passion and energy for what they do, and it was so evident that they absolutely love the planted project. Like, while editing the interview, I, no joke, kept having to cut out big chunks of just laughter because we were all just having such a good time recording this interview, and they are the cutest of friends. Also, their business and branding is just so on point. I am obsessed. But before I keep on going about how much I instantly fell for these ladies, let's keep the conversation going beyond this episode. Check me out on Instagram at my personal at Daily Shaked and at Sprout the Podcast for journal prompts based on episodes, memes, quotes, updates on the show, and all that good stuff. And if you are so inclined, it would mean the world to me to hear what you think about the episodes. Show me some love by leaving a rate and review below. Or if you're really, really not into that, send me a DM. It's so nice to know that there's someone out there listening. With that said, let's jump right into it. Welcome to the Sprout Podcast, a show about purpose and passion. I'm your host, Shaked a journalism student, foodie, bookworm, and plant lover. My passion for journalism is rooted in my curious love for stories, the places they can take us and the people who tell them. Each episode, I interview guests who walk us through their own storybook called Life. Along the journey, they share applicable seeds of wisdom about personal and professional growth. Are you ready to flourish together? This is the Sprout Podcast. Jackie Bastianen and Georgia Fox created the Planted Project because they believed there was a lack of awareness about plant-based cooking in their community, and they both wanted to do something more to make a difference. 
what originally started as a hobby, is now a woman-run sustainable living brand that brings plant-based cooking, eating, and living into the everyday lives of others in the Ottawa community. Between their community-oriented cooking workshops, upscale dinner parties, and now online resources, the Planted Project strives to create an inclusive space for everyone. Whether you're vegan, vegetarian, or simply plant-curious, all are welcome to join this wonderful community of like-minded individuals. Thank you so much, you guys, for being here. Well, thanks for having us. We're really excited to be here. Absolutely. So let's take it right back to the beginning. Tell me about the Planted Project. How was it born and what kind of projects you guys are working on today? So the Planted Project was originally born out of an initiative I started in university. So in university, I've always been someone who is really interested in environmental issues, but particularly when I was in first and second year of journalism at Carleton, I was feeling really overwhelmed by the environment, by pipelines being built, and I really wanted to start something that brought people together and also did something to help the environment and help fight climate change. So I started an initiative called Cooking with Jackie B. Uh, it was this cute little thing right outside my house. George is laughing at me because she remembers, but it was basically just like once a week, people would come, bring ingredients. We all cook together, clean together. It was like the most wholesome little like initiative. And it was really fun at the time. And it really felt like with every little meal that we were making, we were making like a little difference and also bringing people together which was pretty fun. Uh, and throughout those, those times, like as I learned more about the environment and the connection between food and the environment, the food also started to change. So it started being actually like meat-based dishes to vegetarian dishes to vegan dishes, which was crazy. So as I learned more, the food also started to change with it. And so in fourth year, when I was graduating from journalism, I felt really overwhelmed again by the state of the world. And this was the one thing in my life that I was really stoked about and really excited about. So I approached Georgia, uh, almost jokingly at first, and together we started and took this from what was a sustainable sort of small, wholesome little project and turn it into a sustainable social enterprise, which is now the Planted Project. So it's something we run together now for the last year. Um, we were running workshops out of a restaurant in the, the Glee, but since COVID, we've changed shocks a little bit. So we've released a recipe book, which we're really excited. There's free copies for anyone who wants to access it on our website. And you can also get an actual physical copy, which we are really proud of. We're also in the midst of releasing online virtual workshops in the next couple of months. And we're also starting a plan to the library so that's what we're working on right now that's so cool it sounds like you guys are up to so much and you you both do this like on the side right this isn't your main thing yeah we both work uh full-time jobs and then we do this on the side yeah that's awesome I feel like it takes so much passion the fact that we're both so passionate about it does kind of make it easy and it doesn't really feel like work you know that's the best. I, that's the best feeling. That's how I feel when I do this podcast. So awesome. <laughs> So, what's the main purpose of the Planted Project and why do you guys think it's so important nowadays? Yeah, so Planted has really evolved into a sustainable living brand. Um, so it works to empower people to make sustainable choices in their own kitchen. So we kind of realize that the animal agriculture industry has such a huge impact on the environment and it was both something that we were like feeling personally um, for most of our lives and we didn't really 
know like a way that we can make a difference as an individual. Um, and when we realize that like the number one thing you can do as an individual is eat a plant-based diet to make it like to reduce your carbon footprint. Um, we kind of wanted to share that with other people and help other people realize the benefit, not just for their health, but also for the animals and for the environment. Um, there's just so many benefits to it. So we just wanted to kind of find a way to bring more people together around the idea of plant-based cooking and help them like be more sustainable that way. That makes sense. So Georgia, have you always been plant-based or is that something new for you as well? No, I have recently became a vegan. I'm still sort of in transition. I started this start of the year in January. So I did the Veganuary um, kind of challenge. So it's where you go vegan for the month of January and you kind of try it out and see how it goes. So it was just sort of ended up being good timing and I tried it out and then I just kept it going since then. So I've really been loving it. Um, I've really felt great uh, since doing it. So um, I've just been learning a lot from Jackie, who's been vegan for a lot longer, and then just kind of putting my own spin on things. So it's been really fun. That's so cool. And now that we're home all the time, it's probably an opportunity to like try out so many new oh. recipes and meals, hence the recipe book. Yes, yes exactly. Cooking <laughs> a lot. How did you guys meet and when did you kind of decide to start working together? So we met um, in university. So we both went to Carleton. Um, we ended up just meeting up for coffee one day and kind of having like a little coffee date as friends and realized <laughs> we had a bunch of things in common. And we basically just like talked for hours and we were like, oh, this is great. We're like best friends now. Um, so since then, we were kind of just like friends and then I went to Jackie's cooking meetings throughout university because she was kind of just running them out of her house on her own and I would just go and attend and help out um, and then last spring she approached me about partnering which was kind of a crazy idea to me at first I was I honestly thought she was like joking I don't know <laughs> like, it was never something I thought I would do is like run a business so I was uh, a little taken aback but it was like such an exciting idea we both ended up talking it over for like hours on end we were just like coming up with ideas and we were both super excited like um I went away and I was like okay let me think about it like I can't commit but I'll, I'll think about it so a couple days later I was like you know what this is too exciting like I can't turn this down this sounds so fun we have so many ideas and there's so many opportunities with this and I just, I was at a point in my life where I felt like I really wanted to do something more and like make a difference. Um, and I didn't really know any other way to do it. And this seemed like the perfect avenue for that. So that's sort of how it happened. Yeah, it's pretty crazy looking back on it. You know? <laughs> so cute. I love the story of how you guys met. I love when you're just like kindred spirits with someone and you instantly just connect. It's like the best type of friendship. Yeah, we really balance each other out. Like we've talked about this before. There's really no one else that I could see really doing this with. Like Georgia is always reading my mind. Like whenever I am thinking of doing something or like just before that, she's always one step ahead of me in terms of like what we need to do. So I'm very grateful. Yeah, it's true. We're almost like polar opposites, but we balance each other out in the best ways. So it works out. Yeah. <laughs> And I also, I think it's so true what you said about the fact that oftentimes I think kind of at the end of the university, at least for me, I think it's common 
from what I've heard that people kind of feel like, well, I always dreamed of this moment when I would finish my degree and like, isn't there something more? Like I, I thought there would be more. I thought I would be more fulfilled. I thought I would be like living my dream life. Like, I don't know. So I think the fact, I, like it's such a common thing that people feel that way, but a lot of people don't really do anything about it. So I think it's so great that the two of you were like, well, you know, I, I do think there's something more and this is like, we're going to make it happen. So awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it was scary, but we kind of just took it one day at a time, honestly. Like we just started Googling things and started enrolling ourselves in programs and looking around and started looking for connections and things kind of started happening. And even though neither one of us are entrepreneurs, we just kind of woke up like a couple months later and we were like, wow, I guess we're entrepreneurs now. Like, I guess we're doing it. Yeah, that way at first. You're just like, oh, we're doing this thing. It's a fun project. But now it's finally like, hitting us instead of setting in that we're like oh yeah we're actually yeah. entrepreneurs and uh running a social enterprise and it's super crazy but it's super exciting yeah I think a lot of people struggle with imposter syndrome at first oh, like really being like I don't know what I'm doing it looks like we know what we're doing but like how secretly so. <laughs> we're like going day to day and finally we found some rhythm and it's awesome like COVID really messed some stuff up. We were doing like in-person workshops and really had one direction. So we really had to do a whole 180, but we're really happy, especially starting this fall and this winter, we have a bunch of stuff set up. So we're really excited to see how that plays out. Sometimes things are like meant to be. Yeah, exactly. We're just yeah. trying to keep that mentality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stay positive. Like it's been hard because we were an in-person business. So um, we've definitely taken a step back and kind of taken the time to figure out what we're actually going to do with this new way of living. Um, so we're kind of excited because we have a lot of new ideas and things coming in, down the pipeline this in the next few months. So I feel like a common trend with this pandemic is that you know, obviously everyone's so excited to get back to, I guess, the, the normal that's going to be after all this and get back to in-person gatherings and being together and being able to hold hands and be in the same room. But I also think that kind of the way that we're going to return is with all these new ideas and all these new angles that we never had to think about before. And it's made so many organizations and businesses so innovative, which I think is actually helpful. Like, I think it's going to make a lot of brands and businesses more successful, which is super cool. Yeah, exactly. That's it's totally how I see it. I've seen so many small businesses just pivot so quickly. It's so impressive. Um, we were kind of just caught up in the whirlwind of the whole thing. And we kind of ended up taking a little bit of a step back, but we focused more on just like giving resources and kind of focusing on our, our social presence and just keeping people in the loop. But uh, we kind of held back on our service offerings because we just had to take some time to actually figure out what we wanted to offer at this point but we're excited that we can actually start up again soon and hopefully one day do our in-person workshops again that's the goal but we'll yeah, who knows yeah, yeah. Oh my god <laughs> so I'm wondering did you when you guys created the cookbook are those recipes that you all kind of invented you like how how did that come about yeah, so we realized that like one of the most common things that people struggle with is finding really easy, like simple things in the fridge. And on a weeknight, you're freaking out. You're like, I don't know what to eat. There, I have potatoes. I have a leek. I have something else. Like, what am I going to do with this? So we constantly are like, we have these really critical 
amazing quick things that we figured well why don't we just put these together and share with people because like that's one of the number one things that people struggle with is something that's easy and quick for dinner every single night so we put all of our like 15 17 favorite recipes and in a book and we're like people need these things right now so they're not perfect they're mostly like some of them are based off of other things but they're all our personal recipes they've involved evolved into our own personal things so yeah they're they're very basic very easy things but they're all things that like I pick up the, the cookbook every single night and like what am I going to eat yeah, today? Or <laughs> so we can have like our printed copy of these recipes that we use so often yeah. it's just so handy and we're like oh why not share this with our community because it makes yeah. so much sense you know it's Sometimes our takeovers get boring because people are like, what are you eating? And we're like, well, it's from the book again. Like, we're not promoting it. We're just like, this is what, what we eat. We eat. Yeah. Also, if you were promoting it, like, that would make sense. Like, that's true. <laughs> you guys are just like authors now. So that's pretty cool. Someone told me that the other day and I was like, wow, like, I guess that's always been something I've wanted to do. But like, sometimes it doesn't have to be as overwhelming as like going to a publishing company and like making something super official. You like, like with all the technology these days, we like had a Canva Pro account and a lot of recipes and some design love. So we just kind of put it together when we were trying to deal with like lockdown pandemic. It was something nice to do and something very familiar as well. Yeah, we're really proud of it. That's awesome. So cool. So on your website, you explained that you started the Planted Project because you noticed that there was a lack of awareness about plant-based cooking in your community. So can you expand a little bit more on what you mean by that? 100%. So I think what I've always found is that people don't think a lot about what they eat. So for 18 years of my life, I didn't really think very much about what I was eating. But as soon as I started seeing different reasons why you could think about your food. So for me, it was the environment. Um, reasons why people go plant-based. There's like a number of different reasons. There's human rights, animal rights, environment, health for me and for Georgia as well. I want to speak for her, but um, it was both environmental reasons. So when we started seeing the different impacts on water, uh, land, um, carbon emissions, all sorts of things, there's a whole plethora of it. Uh, it really made me want to, to change what I was doing because all of a sudden I had a chance three times a day to make a difference with what I was eating. And I found that super, super empowering. So I think the more that people learn about what they're eating and the impact it has on all of those different things, people really want to be more compassionate and like make choices that, that, that matter, honestly. So I think once you start thinking about it, you shift away from taste or convenience. And obviously with Planted Project, like our goal is really to just give people information, give people the information that we really wish that we had had those 18, 20 years of our lives that we feel a little bit deprived of and to allow people to make whatever choices they want. So we never tell anyone what to do because we, I actually, my experience is someone told me what to do and I really didn't like it at first, but I actually found my way here anyways because I realized they were right. But the goal is to never make anyone feel judged or pressured or anything like that. We want people to feel empowered by their choices. We want people to love vegan food. We want people to be really excited by vegan food and to see all the options, the amazing things that can really come from being vegan or eating a little bit more vegan every day. I think that's so cool that your approach is so inclusive because I think something that I just instantly loved about your brand is that it really just does feel like everyone is welcome, whether you're vegetarian, vegan, you're just plant curious, which is what you call it on your website, which I love. <laughs> um, 
So I'm officially stealing that. But yeah, I'm going to be honest. Like, I think it's a common stereotype. I'm sure you both know that vegans are just kind of judgmental. Like, but I, I think it really seems like your approach is the total opposite of that, which I think is really unique. That's honestly exactly what we said when we started this. Like, at least when I came in, I wasn't vegan yet. Um, so we were kind of bringing in both sides of things, like from a vegan perspective and completely non-vegan perspective. Um, and we honestly said that exact same thing. Like, there is a stereotype that vegans are judgmental and non-inclusive and they're gonna kind of tell you what to do what not to do but we wanted to completely kind of smash that and go the opposite way and just make it a really inclusive welcoming friendly environment and just kind of let people do their own thing but like in a healthy um comfortable place I don't know mm -hmm. we just wanted to offer that opportunity and that space for people to learn and grow without any of those kind of restrictions what we are is we're, so there's two different kinds of vegans. So there's more dogmatic vegans, which go like kind of black and white. This is right. This is wrong. But our approach has always been more pragmatic. So understanding the fact that we love being vegan, we're stoked about being vegan. We talk about it all day and we really like love when other people are vegan, but we acknowledge the fact that we need reductions. So in order to like make the world more compassionate, make the environment a little bit better, we need everybody reducing a little bit. And the impact of that is so much bigger than just a few people going vegan. So we really encourage every single little thing that people are doing vegan before dinner, like a couple of meatless Mondays, like a couple of days a week, anything that you can do as a collective, if like a billion people all reduce what they're eating, like it's much better than a couple of thousand people going vegan. So of course, like we would encourage people to go vegan if they feel comfortable, but we know that people, not everybody will and not everybody can. And so we're very understanding of that. Uh, and that's always something that's really front and center in, in our minds when we're talking about anything planted or anything vegan. That's so important, I think. And that's kind of the way, really, like often, I mean, even in my own life, it does feel like you're either you're either in or you're out, black or white. And that's that's not realistic. Like life is in the gray. So I really appreciate that that is your perspective and that you're so inclusive. Yeah, and I think the reaction that we get is that people are relieved. And I think that's a big part of why we do it is to break down that stereotype. Like we want to be the vegans that people know that are nice, that are like approachable, that are like stoked to talk about food, that can like you can cook with, that you can ask those questions because there's a lot of gatekeeping out there. Um, and we really want to break that down because really that just divides people and we really want to bring people together and vegan really needs love. Like we just want to be doing like as much as we can, like for the animals and for the environment and stuff. So the fact that it's a really a divisive issue for some other vegans, like we respect all vegans out there, but we really do see like a lot of positive change that comes with our approach. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me since going vegan is like that idea around compassion. It comes up like every day for me now because it's just something that you can like weave into the whole lifestyle, but it's also something in our community that like comes out with our relationships and our community and like talking to people like we aren't just compassionate about the food that we eat and the animals, we're also compassionate about the people that we talk to and that we need and that uh, want to learn from us. So yeah, 100%. Yeah. You, I think if you, like you, like Georgia, you said, like, if you 
approach things with compassion, that's kind of the pathway to peace and to understanding and to growth of whatever subject that is in, in anything. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I think people like see suffering out there um, and really want it to end really quickly. But the thing is that people don't like being told what to do. I don't like being told what to do. Jordan doesn't like being told what to do. Like the thing is that you're not going to change anybody's mind or show anything overnight by like telling them that what they're doing is wrong or like, cause that's what someone approached me. Like actually the first time someone told me that I was a hypocrite for being an environmentalist who ate meat. Um, and I came out of that like super shocked and really offended. Uh, and I vowed to never make anyone feel that way again. And I still ended up where I am right now, but that person sparked this thing, but it, it brought up a lot of really upset feelings in me. And I just think that's the absolute opposite of the way to do it. I think it's really to just show people the amazing side of veganism and not try to deter people with horrible images or shame them by what they're doing. Cause there's a lot of reasons that people are vegan, but there's, there's very valid reasons why people aren't too, which is why we always think that everyone can go a little bit vegan. And if you can, you should, but there's no pressure to you. And we're never going to be the ones to pressure anyone to you. We're just trying to kind of switch the dialogue and change the way that things are communicated. Um, because so people will listen more, but yeah, so we think people will, tend to listen more and kind of hear your points if it's not kind of told to them in an aggressive manner. It just makes sense. So totally. I love that. So what are some of the misconceptions about plant-based cooking and eating that you two hear all the time? And how do you kind of debunk them? There are so many we can cover. Um, number one is vegans don't get enough protein. We hear this all the time. Like I hear this all the time. Um, people often think because you're eating just plants uh, and you're not eating traditional protein sources like meat and dairy, which we've been told our whole lives are the protein sources that you need to grow big and strong. And um, but that's just not the case. Our when you eat plants, you're just going straight to the source. You're cutting out the middleman. Like the animal is the middleman in that case. You don't need to get these nutrients from animals. You can literally get everything you need from the source, which is plants. So that's pretty much how we say, uh, how we explain that to people. And we often tell people like, if you wanna learn more about that kind of aspect of things like protein specifically to watch Game Changers on Netflix, it kind of goes um, through like vegan athletes and bodybuilders and people like that. Like there are tons of vegan athletes out there that clearly are able to perform because they get their nutrients. They get enough protein in their diet by being vegan. Like it's not impossible and it's not even that difficult. It's just the um, like stigma and like the misunderstanding. What's the word I'm looking for? Misconception. Misconception. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Misconception that there you can't get protein from eating vegan. That's about it. Um, there's also things like veganism is expensive. A lot of the time people are like, oh, it's too expensive of a lifestyle. Like I can't afford that. I can't be vegan because it's too expensive to live that way. And it can be, but eating a whole foods plant-based diet is actually the cheapest way to eat in the world. Like if you focus on eating staples like lentils, canned beans, potatoes, rice, tofu, like all of those things and seasonal fruit and veggies, like 
those things are miles and miles less expensive than like meat or dairy products. You will be able to find them no problem. And if you buy in bulk and things like that, it can help a lot too. Like we have tons of tips and tricks for saving money when you're trying to buy vegan products. Um, when you get into like the mock meats and the cheese replacements, those are amazing. They, they taste great, but they aren't necessary and they can be the, the things that get more expensive. Um, but these things are also newer to the market and the more people opt for things like this, the more the prices will go down. So it's kind of something you have to, if you can't afford to do it, that's great. Um, but if not, there are options for you. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like it's kind of about being intentional. Like if you want to do something, you can kind of do it. You just have to find, you have to care enough and want to enough to find a way. Exactly. If you want to do it and you are willing to put in that effort and the time, like, yes, it can take a little bit of extra effort and time, especially from the start. But a lot of people who are in the position to do that, it can be really rewarding. Um, and another thing we often hear is people just saying flat out, like, I could never do that. I could never go vegan. Like a lot of people I know just flat out will say that. And I've said yeah, I've 100% exactly. said it a couple of times. Yeah. I honestly, honest to God, thought I could never do it. So, yeah. And one thing we also hear is people saying, I could never do that. I could never go vegan. And we're both guilty of that. I've said that in my life. Jackie said that in her life. It's just, it seems like such a big hurdle for so many people. And it's completely understandable. Um, but we find it's more of a mindset shift um, more than anything else. That's what I found at least. Um, it was more just making that conscious decision to make a change in your life. And when you kind of commit to that personally, it comes a lot easier. And, and when you find those reasons and do your research and you see that the science backs it up, it all just helps you keep going and that's kind of how we both got here so yeah I like that's 100% like I also believe that like for me I went vegan really slowly and so I started with cutting down on meat and going vegetarian and then one day like being like okay this is it I'm going vegan and so it was like it was a very slow process and it was a lot less overwhelming when I did it like step by step rather than going like overnight vegan, which we do know that some people do. Um, but yeah, it's definitely better step by step. So that's what, that's what we did. And that's what Georgia did as well. Yeah. Not everything has to be overnight. I think people often think that, but it's a process and it's like, it's a lifestyle, not a diet. Like it's something you can incorporate into your life. Um, and it can be to different degrees. So we also hear that vegan food doesn't taste good. A lot of people think that it's just like bland or what have you. Um, so that's been kind of a key part to plant it as well is making, like reversing that idea. Um, we want the food to be delicious. Like we want it to taste great um, as well as like be healthy and uh, good for the environment. So we have definitely focused a lot on like helping people learn how to cook because if you learn how to cook um then you can make anything taste good really it, it's not about vegan or non-vegan it's more about like seasoning properly using spices like knowing when to add more acid more sugar more heat what more fat what have you 
So once you get this down, you can really be creative in the kitchen. And we also recommend finding like some vegan restaurants in your area that you can find a place to treat yourself. So that's an option too, if you're really like craving something that tastes different or um, better than what you are able to do in the kitchen. So there's options. It's not all just bland quinoa and tofu. We also love our junk food too. And we can eat that. It's not really a hindrance in that case. Like I'll eat my fair share of chocolate, you know, it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's all about balance. Like that that diet too. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Like I try to incorporate kind of vegan cooking and eating in my lifestyle when I can. And something that's so interesting is that kind of it, during COVID times, I was being more creative about my cooking and trying to do unique things. And I started testing out some vegan recipes, honestly, because tofu is so much cheaper than like chicken or any of those things. So I would go to Costco and buy the pack of tofu and I learned how to make some of the most delicious food with tofu. And my partner who is not at all like interested in plant-based eating, he is obsessed with these tofu recipes. He like, we opt for them. We're like, what should we eat? And then we're like, no, we can't have this like tofu Thai thing every night. Like we love it. It's so, so good. And even like Pure Kitchen, like vegan place in Ottawa, my number one restaurant of choice. Like if I could choose between the works and Pure Kitchen, I would choose Pure Kitchen over like most things in the city. It's so delicious. Just yeah, I know. I went there today. I'm yeah. obsessed with the cauliflower wings. I can make cauliflower wings at home. It's just better when they <laughs> so good there and it has nothing like like you said it has nothing to do with the fact that they're vegan I tell take everyone there because it's just so yummy the food there is just yeah and the thing I found funny as well since becoming vegan is I've started noticing things that I've eaten my whole life that just happen to be vegan and it's like oh you never think about it but it's kind of nice when you're like oh this is actually vegan and it's not something that you grew up thinking, oh, ew, I don't want to eat that because it's vegan. It's just something you ate and it tasted good. So it's yeah. kind of funny how people get this in their head that doesn't taste good. Yeah. Yeah. And I found that I appreciate my food a lot more. Like I always used to go back to the same boring things all over and over when I was when I was eating Omni. And but now I'm like so excited in the kitchen. I'm like, I need this new spice. I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try that. I have a new recipe. I've got this new flavoring. Like I really appreciate everything a lot more than I did before. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I think that's so cool. I, something else that's really interesting, and I don't know if the two of you would know this, but actually vegan eating is, well, not that it's similar, but in Judaism, you keep kosher and eat it. And basically the regulations of kashrut mean that you can't eat meat and milk at the same time. And a lot of people who are Jewish and vegan say that veganism is essentially the same thing as keeping kosher because you don't have that main restriction. It's kind of lifted. And so a lot of um, Jewish people who keep kosher will go out to eat at vegan restaurants because there's nothing there that they, they wouldn't be able to eat. So it's actually, I think that's just like a cool overlap. 
100%. And the thing is that like veganism is ancient, like not the actual word, but eating vegan is like goes back thousands of years in a lot of different cultures. And so like white veganism was started in like the 1950s, but like going back a long time, like in, in Chinese and Thai and in Indian cultures, like they've been eating tofu and normalizing tofu and mock meats come from, from like Asian cultures as well. So just remembering that it's not a novel concept and like people have been doing it forever. Um, so it's not something that just appeared and became cool, but just also acknowledging that it's something that other people have been doing for a really long time. And we're kind of riding this wave of, of it being really easy now in 2020. Like we have so many options, but knowing that it does go back and has like very deep roots in some other cultures. That's so true. Yeah, there's so many different ways of eating vegan too. Like there's people who do it for more health reasons, but there's also people who just do it for the animals that are like happy to eat Oreos and fries, you know, like, so like, I think we fall on the balance of in between, like yeah. we're relatively healthy, but like Georgia mentioned, we eat like a lot of whole food stuff, but then we also like eat a lot of Ben and Jerry's So. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, something I love that you mentioned before is the idea of thinking about what you eat. So what is mindful eating and what does that mean to you? Yeah. So I think being vegan brings a whole other dimension to eating. Um, it's not just eating to fuel your body or because something tastes good, um, which is like traditionally what I've done in my life. It's like, I eat this because I like it and it tastes good. And or, or that it, it fuels my body. But at this point, it's more that you're eating with a purpose. Um, and like I said, it's kind of like a mindset that you get into and that you're very conscious of what you're putting on your plate every day. Um, there are lots of different reasons, like we said, that people go vegan. And it kind of shows us the importance of looking beyond your plate and being able to make that decision three times a day, like three meals a day, three times a day, you can make a, a conscious decision to make a difference. Um, so that's more along the lines of how we look at like the mindfulness behind eating and how it relates to veganism. That's really interesting. I kind of, I love the idea of being mindful of being intentional about what you do, what you consume, what you eat, and not just in taking things because, just because, but really being thoughtful and being intentional about the way that you live your life, which is of course a privilege that we have. But I think that that's something really interesting about, yeah, eating plant-based, but also in general, um, kind of living your life more consciously and thoughtfully. Exactly. It's more about like sustainability in general, like the world, has to move in that direction. It's just a fact. Like people have to find a way to live more sustainably. And if that can be done through simple changes, like what you eat, I think that's really empowering. And that's kind of what we want to help people find. For sure. And like you said before, people kind of are mindful about different aspects of eating. They eat, they might eat vegan for different reasons, which I think Again, like people also are mindful when they have religious restrictions. They're kind of like, that's another reason why people will eat in different ways. So I think kind of beyond even just veganism, kind of just the idea of being intentional and thinking before you eat, which is something I think a lot of people, including myself, 
don't do. Like you'll just usually just like pick up a piece of food and eat it. But if you're vegan or if you're kosher, if you halal or whatever, you you think, well, is this vegan? Is this kosher? Can I eat this? Can I consume this? Which I think is just like that extra layer makes it um, makes you be a lot more thoughtful. I think it's an interesting way to live your life. So what are some simple ways to be more mindful about your eating? Yeah, so some simple ways um, are just to understand the stats about what you're eating and why you're eating it. So in the case of being vegan, like every day you save an animal's life when you eat vegan. You save um, a ton of water. Like over a year, you save about 400,000 gallons of water. 7,000 pounds of CO2 and an animal a day, so 365 animals um, over the course of a year, which is incredible. So if you're thinking about these things and how it relates to the choices you make when you eat, it doesn't have to be this daunting thing either. It's more just in the back of your mind. And it's just like, you're consciously aware that, okay, I made the choice today to eat something that is reducing my impact on the environment or helping to save an animal's life or whatever your your main reason is everyone has their reasons but it kind of feels good to know that you're able to make a difference with something so simple and I think like it's really important to acknowledge that like individual change has to come at the same time as systemic change so we definitely don't put all of the the pressure on individuals we see more as a of it as an empowering thing. So individuals can make a difference if we collectively create change as a community, but that doesn't mean that we can ignore policies that need to be put into place. Like politics play like a huge role as well. And some people can't make these changes too. So putting those individual actions at the same time is also encouraging systemic action is something that we also really value as well. Yeah. And I mean, it really comes down to like getting excited about what you're eating. That's also another aspect of it. It's like, you're able to kind of try out new things, try out new recipes, new spices, new ingredients, and kind of put more effort into what you're cooking. And it can be really, really fun. I love that. So what are your top tips for someone who wants to adopt a plant-based diet? So the first one for us is to find your reason. So when you're having a really hard time at first and you're kind of crumbling in your first week of vegetarianism or veganism, like really understanding and going back to the core reason why that you've chosen to do this is really important. So whether it's animal, environment, often as you go on, a lot of these things will align. Like for example, we really back ourselves up among a lot of different reasons why we why we do this. But I think going back to that one reason, you're gonna be like, okay, like. I don't like, I don't want that chicken nugget. I can like have something else in the freezer. So going back to that definitely really helps at first. Another thing is knowing that you can take it slow. There's no pressure to go vegan overnight. You can reduce over a couple of months. Like for me, it was two years from beginning to end slash new beginning, uh, which is cool. And also knowing that you can just start with reducing and then see how it goes, right? Like there's no pressure and having vegan isn't necessarily the end goal. Like we said, reducing can have a huge impact on the environment. And we really do acknowledge and really do appreciate everyone who's making any sort of effort uh, to reduce and, and really make a difference. So I think that's another important thing. 
Another important thing is having those 10 meals that you can go to. So having a 10 meal vegan in your repertoire where you're like, okay, I got pasta, I got stir fry, I've got um, a fajita, I've got tacos, I've got all of these things. A lot of those things for us are in our ebook that we go back to. But once you have those 10 things that you don't even have to think about as like dinner options, that's when you're getting really solid and it becomes more of a lifestyle rather than something that you're like, sitting there worrying about what you're going to eat all day because we've all been through those days at the beginning. You're like, oh my God, like what's for dinner? I have no idea what I'm going to eat. And it's stressful. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I remember Georgia doing that earlier this year and yeah. her being like, oh my God, like Jackie, I don't know. I? <laughs> um, which is kind of crazy, but eventually it becomes like a second nature. So it always gets easier as you go on. Another good thing is to surround yourself by like cookbooks that you really like, find a couple of YouTubers that you really like, flood your Instagram page with like sweet different dishes to always get inspired, to also always have that like sort of next thing that you really want to cook and really want to make. I find that's a lot easier when you start to like immerse yourself into the vegan community. You feel less like an outsider. You feel more like you're included and that you're, you're with it, which is kind of nice. That's my biggest thing. I I definitely went straight to doing that. Like I added a bunch of people on my Instagram. Like I started following a bunch of new people, um, different like bloggers, vegan bloggers, and um, people who post recipes. So it just because you're always on your Instagram, you're always seeing that stuff. So it just makes it easier to like save things and like, oh, that's a good idea, or to be like, oh, I'm gonna just like expand your network, and it just makes the whole lifestyle a lot simpler and easier. Yeah. Another thing that we really uh, want to acknowledge out here is that there are certain things that you do need on a vegan diet if you're going to go vegan. So B12 is a supplement that is actually given to animals. Um, that, that's how most of us get our B12s normally. But that is one supplement that you really should highlight if you are going vegan because it's important and you do need it. Uh, the other thing is omega-3s, which you can get naturally from plants, from hemp seeds, from chia seeds, from flax seeds. But if you can't get those, um, knowing that there's supplements out there like algae or flax seed, um, like pills that you can take too, but everything else you can naturally get from the vegan diet, even those things you can get, but that's sometimes where people don't feel well. Uh, we both feel great, but we want to put that out there that to keep an eye on those two specific things. So don't take your uh, your health and, and um, nutrition advice from Miley Cyrus. She does not know what she's doing. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, and the last one is to stay connected with people. So finding other people in your community who are doing the same thing as you and who can get really excited about what you're doing. For me, I do it with my sister at first and I found that really great because the two of us could do it together and have the day, those days where we were like, oh my God, I don't know if we can do this. Like, this is too much work. But then together finding and being like, no, like we know why we're doing this. We're really excited about why they're doing this and we're going to keep going. And it's only gotten easier from there. And what I found is that people are often really inspired by what you're doing. So if you're just eating and chilling your, with your food and like getting really excited about your food, like people in your family will be curious about what you're doing. People in your network will be interested in what you're doing. A lot of my friends are now plant-based in some way. Like a lot of my family is like everyone starts to get excited when you're excited. People are like, what's she vibing on? And then start to kind of change and like get excited about it as well. So I think that's one really big thing is making sure that you're connected and feel a part of the movement that you're in. That is so awesome. I feel like I'm learning so much. Those are amazing tips. I think an approach I also, I was just thinking about while you were talking is that um, one time my therapist told me this, that adding things into your life or into your diet is always easier than taking things out. 
So what she had said to me is that if you just add more plant-based meals into your diet, instead of taking out your other meals, even if it's just kind of like in your head, then the one day that you did decide, oh, I have enough plant-based meals that I can just take away the meat meals, then it won't feel like you're losing anything because it's kind of like a natural process. So, and it's also a way to avoid like disordered eating habits by just like putting things in and not feeling like you're restricting yourself because you're choosing to eat the delicious plant-based meals that you've created. That was a hundred percent a thing for me. So it was a big mindset change for me to realize that it wasn't a sacrifice. It was something that was adding a lot to my life. I feel so much more. It's such an integral part of my life now. It's like really changed my life going vegan. And I don't say that lightly. There's only a couple of things that have really changed my life. And this is number one of all of the things. And I really just in so many different ways, like has really enriched my life and has enriched my diet and has enriched my appreciation towards so many different things. And it's one of the things I'm most passionate about. So I truly believe that it's something that can really like enhance your life. And it's, I never, ever feel like I've made a sacrifice and it's never something that I look back on. And it's the only thing that I have to regret is not doing it sooner and not having this knowledge sooner given to me. And so I think that's a really big part is that we want to give back to people and know that people do have a choice. I never really felt like I had a choice before this. And that, I think that passion really comes through from both of you. You can really tell that this is something you really care about, which is amazing. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I was just very excited and really excited to share. And it makes like our work not feel like work every day. Like, Mm -hmm. cause we both work other jobs and coming to this, like if we felt like we were working two jobs, we wouldn't be able to do this. But the fact that like it has a purpose and we really, really truly believe in that purpose. And we've seen so much positive change come out from it really drives the reason to continue. That is amazing. Well, thank you guys so, so much. I feel like I've learned so much from you and from this interview, and I will definitely be listening back to it when I need some, a a vegan pep talk, a plant-based pep talk. Um, (laughs) Our little name happens to spell PEP. This is our plan said. It's like a PEP planted project. So it's uh, so getting your pep some pep in your life. Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. Oh my gosh. That's genius. A pep talk. Whenever people are feeling down on their, themselves, they feel like they can't go, they can't do vegan another day. They just turn to pep. <laughs> turn to a pep talk. There you go. So where can listeners find you guys? So our main platform is our Wix website, which is just plantedproject.com. We're also very active on Instagram. So we're at planted.project and you can also find us on Facebook as well. So if you're looking to connect, definitely send us a message. And if you'd like access to our ebook, you can find it on our website where you can DM us as well. Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much again. Thank you so much for having us.